Amen. One of the things that we had the opportunity this last year was to hear Munir and Sharon Kakish uh, about the, the ministry they have in Ramallah. And it was going to be earlier in the year, uh, and then they had some trouble getting out, out of Israel uh, to be here. And so we had to change dates a little bit. And one of the dates that we landed on was today, April 4, uh, Easter Sunday, 2021. And so what a treat it is for me to be able to sit and, and hear what God is doing for you through, through you guys, through the ministry. And then at the end of the, end of the message, I'm going to come up and we're going to take communion together as a family. So will you please welcome Munir and Sharon Kakish. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor David. It's good to be with you. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. I was there at the empty tomb not too long ago. And we had communion for some people to show around the world. So I can assure you, the resurrected Christ is not in the tomb. And I entered into there and I looked. Nobody's there. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you know what's exciting about it? He's in us. Emmanuel, God, is with us, and the Holy Spirit is in us. Praise God. Well, we would like to take you into the Holy Land today, and we'll be showing you the empty tomb, and we'd like to talk about the ministry that we have, RCO Ministries, as well as what's been taking place during the pandemic and also, we will show you a video about our summer camp with the children excited. Usually every June we have a summer camp for children. And I'm really thankful that I stand before you here, that God helped me not to have this virus, Corona, praise the Lord. And God protected me all that since, whatever, last uh, January until today. So I praise God for that. He's alive. He's living. He can do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay, we'd like to show you the ministry that we have a little bit. And uh, with our limited time, so we don't want to take too much time of you. But this is the map that we are having, Mike. Okay? And I'm really thankful that uh, we work near Jerusalem. You can see there uh, the city of Jerusalem. Uh, Ramallah is 10 miles north of Jerusalem. Also, you can see Tel Aviv uh, next to the Mediterranean. Uh, there is a town called Ramla. Also, we serve in Ramla. And we have also a home for needy children. So we'll be talking about these things. Ramallah Local Church. You can uh, go ahead, Mike. Next, please. Ramallah Local Church. We just did the stones. There was some stuff all over those stones anyway. But we brought some people and we gave it a new face, Pastor uh, David. So you're having a new face here. So we did that in Ramallah, and I'm really thankful for our church. And uh, we close a few weeks here and there, uh, but usually we've been on the, on the uh, Facebook and also in the church serving the Lord Jesus Christ in that area of the world. Next, please. Ramallah Local Church, this is the camp that you'll be seeing some pictures, a live video of uh, when you see it, you really enjoy what God is doing through the children in Ramallah. It's been really wonderful to serve the community. And we have kids from the community, kids from the church, regardless who you are and your background, we take you in and we praise God for that. 
Also, we have, next please, we have Ramla Local Church. Uh, we have a really a church that is only 10 miles away, or a few minutes actually, not 10 miles, even three miles, from Tel Aviv Airport. So I'm really thankful for also the church that is in Ramla. Uh, you can see the guy, the lady with the white next to her. There is a guy have his hand in there with some kind of a pencil or something next to the blue and white church. He's one of my assistants and he was very sick in the Jewish hospital with the corona and he spent almost five months in the hospital and he was near death. Basically, the doctors gave up, but with the prayer and fasting, God saved his life and now he's back and gave testimony of how God touched his life. So we really thank God for the Ramli Church. In Ramli Church, we have young people and I'm really excited about the young people because they... When I'm gone, they do everything. When I'm here, there also, they do everything from singing to preaching to cleaning the church, everything. So I'm really thankful for that church. Uh, next, please. Home of New Life is very dear to my life because when I was 10 years old, my father passed away. I was sent to a Christian boy's home in Ramallah. That's why I'm in Ramallah. And uh, now we are doing this for the last 43 years serving children. Now, many of them graduated from colleges, from Bible school. Um, they are now in the society. Some of them are uh, uh, directors of banks. And it's wonderful to go there and say, oh, okay, pastor, sit down, we'll take care of you. So it's really been wonderful what God is doing through the children. And now I think I have grandchildren. So I'm really thankful for that through the ministry of Home of New Life. Next, please. Easter, uh, this is the empty tomb right there with some people in there. We gather every Easter, except last Easter we were not there, and this year as well, because the garden tomb closed and tourists are not coming to Israel. Usually we have three to four million tourists coming to Israel, and since the pandemic we did not have that. So every Easter we have an evening service the night before Easter. And then we gather Palestinians, international people, Messianic people, and we go in there and we celebrate Easter. And you can see there some of the singing there and the people up there. So it's been really wonderful to have three, four hundred people doing that. Next, please. Uh, Gaza Church is uh, south. And there is a Baptist church there that I go there and I help there in the church and I'm really thankful for the people there. Unfortunate, most of the Christians left due to the political situation in that area. Also in our Ramallah church, next please. Uh, we have a Bible school in our church for two years. And this is the uh, third class that we graduated. Among them, a wife and a husband who have been Christians for a while, and now they took our two years Bible courses. So I'm really thankful for the Bible school that we have, and now we are teaching the fourth class. Also, we are having conferences. Next, please, Mike. Uh, that's my son, Michael. Our youngest son and his wife are musicians. They are the one who lead in worship, and I'm really thankful for the worship team here. It's been exciting always to have a team that is led by the Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to move among us. And that is really important. So I'm really thankful for them. 
and uh, we brought an evangelist there, and we thought it was around April time of 2019, and we thought some 50 people or so, they come because it's Easter time and nobody is busy to go to a revival meeting. And you can see in a tent there, we had uh, close to 600 people came into the conference. So I'm really thankful for that. Next, please. Pastor John uh, has a church near Bethlehem area, and now he's the house father for us, and we helped him to pioneer a church in Bethlehem area. This is, will be our third church. You can see me sitting down there, and that's the day of the opening, and I'm really thankful for Pastor John that we are able to assist him to have that church, and it's been really wonderful to have him also as a worker with us. Next, please. And this is the dedication uh, for the new facilities with Pastor John, and there we had the ribbon, and I cut the ribbon, and been privileged to be the speaker there, and I do the, go there from time to time to make sure that everything is going well, and also to meet with the board and to allow them to know how to establish a church. Next, please. You know, during the pandemic, God helped us that some people and churches and families sent us some money to help needy families and needy children and so forth. So actually, uh, we helped so far over 500 families, and I'm really thankful for that and it's been this is part of what we do we put them in a bag and people come to the church and we give it to them also we give them a little bit of a, a, a mafflets about the church and it's been wonderful what god has been doing during pandemic uh, my vision was for 2019 at christmas which is the end of 2019 that i told the congregation in my letter for them during the christmas party said we this year would like to move out of the walls of the church to go into the community. And with the pandemic, that really happened because I started to preach on the social media and every week, 300, 400, 500, and uh, if you are the admin, there are double of that that people check into it. So the ministry in Arabic has been going forth some people in South Africa and Egypt, even in America in our area have been listening to expository preaching, verse by verse, and I'm really thankful. Next week, my last sermon will be uh, uh, the, from James chapter five, and I'm really thankful that God used us during the pandemic to help needy families. You know what they said? They mentioned, you know, why Muslims don't help you Christians, but you Christians help Muslims. And you know, the, the reason is because God loves everybody and we love them. So they saw the love of Christ in us through helping the children, through helping the needy families from Muslim background. Because if a Muslim family come and say, I am, I'm in need, of course we will help them because you know they were locked down and people did not have work. And uh, uh, I, I believe last March we were supposed to come here, 2020, but unfortunately we couldn't come. Uh, because of the pandemic and we were under lock down for almost a month. We couldn't even move from our house. We stayed in our house. If you move, you will be arrested. So I'm really thankful that part of your money went into that and we are really thankful for your prayers and for the finances that you give each month. May the Lord continue to bless you as you give for us as we continue to do that. Then the last one is been really a major accomplishment that I did, I am the, next please. 
Thank you, Mike. The one thing that I really did that is a great accomplishment uh, in our area, the religious uh, organization, Catholic Church, Greek Orthodox Church, the Lutheran Church, the Anglican Church, they are recognized by the government. But we as evangelicals are not recognized by the government. In other words, we cannot do weddings, we cannot change from single to uh, married for the woman or for the man and so forth. And uh, so we were not recognized by them. But finally, I kept knocking on their doors for 12 years. And finally, we got the recognition by President Mahmoud Abbas that we are a Christian uh, organization, that we can do all these civil rights for us. So I'm really thankful for that. And this is what Bishop, uh, who was the Bishop of World Evangelical Alliance, uh, that uh, the number of that, which is we are all included, 600 million people. And there we were in Indonesia, and we showed it to the conference. So I'm really thankful for that. Uh, next, please. And this is another area that we were with the Minister of Religion uh, in Jordan, Amman. And we have now three councils, they are together. So I'm really thankful for that. And finally, uh, here is pray for us as we finally, pray for us as we continue to be in the Holy Land. May the Lord bless you. This is my wife and I, a few weeks ago, were there at the garden tomb. Uh, I would like to bring my wife and to speak to you now about other things. And we just passed 50 years of anniversary wedding. Hallelujah. And we have uh, four sons with eight grandchildren, and we are really thankful. Uh, three of them are in Chicago, and one of them works with us. And my wife and I, we have been really serving the Lord together all these years, 43 years being on the mission field. I think I was with you almost 43 years ago when we start to itinerate. So I don't know how many of you remember me, and, uh, but uh, many of them are gone, and some of them. <laughs> so I'm really thankful to be with you. So God bless you. That's, we're still young, and we're still going. And 43 years ago, we got stuck in a snowstorm in Iowa. So. <laughs> right here. Right here. We were supposed to. I was teaching school before we left for the mission field. And I was supposed to be in school on Monday morning, and I didn't make it. Um, it's really good to be with you, to be sharing about our work in the Holy Land. We drove yesterday all across southern Minnesota on Interstate 90. And I think a lot of people would think that is the most boring drive in the world. But I thought it was beautiful. I was looking at all of the fields of corn and all of the crops that were getting ready and the farmer's diligent work in getting them and plowing the fields. And I thought it looked beautiful. I really think that farmers are the backbone of this nation. They really are supplying food for millions of people, and I really thought it was beautiful. Um, also want to thank, thank the church. When we got to the hotel, there was a goodie basket in the room full of uh, cookies and trail mix and all kinds of things for tired missionaries. Okay, next slide, please. I'm going to talk to you about Easter in the Holy Land. Easter is a big thing in the Holy Land, and we start out with Palm Sunday. And 
These are people carrying palm fronds, F-R-O-N-D. It's a new word for you, it means branches, palm fronds, and you wave them and they have a massive parade in Jerusalem. Next slide. The, they march down the streets from the Mount of Olives to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, schools, organizations, thousands of people, People, we used to bring a blanket and have a picnic on the hills outside of St. Stephen's Gate to watch the parade. So Palm Sunday is a major thing in Jerusalem for Easter. Next slide. So the boys in the home have their palm fronds too. Shanina, what they do is we weave flowers into the tree, uh, the branches. So those are their palm things and their uh, all kinds of flowers in there, and they're beautiful. We also do Easter eggs, just tradition, and <laughs> being in a children's home in Sunday school, we used to do like a couple hundred eggs the day before Easter, so my kids were, we did eggs. <laughs> but those with the boys at the home and my own children made from wonderful memories of Easter too. Okay, next slide. And then we, did, we do have the Easter evangelical Christians. You, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to go to the garden tomb on Saturday, and it's reserved for evangelicals, and we will have several hundred people, Messianic Jews, Palestinians, and international people, all worshiping together, no fighting. There's fighting on the outside, but when we're inside with Jesus, with our fellow believers, there's no fighting. There's peace and understanding. Next slide, please. This is my husband with a Messianic Jewish pastor. Uh, we speak in his, we have spoken in his church on Passover before. So we have a wonderful fellowship with him. And it's, it's wonderful that Politics can die when you're with Jesus. You don't need to be politics. Next slide. Now, in his church, he has a girl that we have sponsored for years. Sweet girl. She has Down syndrome. And they use the funds that we provided for physical therapy for her. And so every year, we don't see her that often. And when we first met her, she was so shy, she'd run away from my husband. But you can see now they've gotten to be good friends. So that's Yale, a Jewish Messianic believer. Next slide. This is our Ramallah church then on uh, Easter Sunday. We have a, a lot of people that attend. It's normally very crowded. Now, this is interesting. You have Easter today. Do you know when we have Easter? This year it's on, what is it, April 2nd? Oops, I'm sorry, May 2nd. We have a whole month till Easter right now. And that's because the Eastern Church and the Western Church calculate the Easter Sunday differently. When I think it has something to do with the cycles of the moon and whatnot. So our Easter is not for another month, but every year it changes. Every four years our Easter's are together and every four years they're almost a month apart because they're based on moon cycles. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's really weird. 
Yeah, some, some s celebrate this Easter, some celebrate the next Easter. But what I like is that we'll be back home by Easter. Okay, next slide. And again, this is the garden tomb. He's not there. I did want to tell you just there are two places in Jerusalem to visit. The one is called the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, which is the traditional site of the tomb. This is the garden tomb. We evangelicals love the garden tomb because it shows us what it was really like. So this is the garden tomb. And I hope that you will all come and visit us sometime. Get a tour from your church as soon as this corona nonsense is done. Get a tour and come and visit us. It will change your life. Thank you. Dear friends, I pray that you are healthy and stay safe. I would like today briefly to introduce RCO Ministries in the Holy Land. My wife and I have been working and serving the Lord Jesus Christ for the last 42 years. Our vision is to reach the people of the Holy Land with the good news, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to make disciples of them and to help needy children. We can accomplish this vision through many ministries that we are having right now. We are having a church in Ramallah, 10 miles north of Jerusalem, and we have put activities. In fact, during this time of pandemic, we have been ministering through the Facebook of Ramallah local church. We have been reaching hundreds of people outside the walls of the church. We have another church in Romney, in Israel, near the Gorian Airport. And we are praising God for what God is doing through the two churches. Another ministry we are doing in Ramallah, we have a home for needy children. Children that come to us and stay with us and we provide for them all the needs they have, from education to allow them to know about Jesus Christ, also to feed them and to future them. We have been doing this for many, many years, and we thank God for that. We have a Bible school, and right now we have the fourth class, bringing people from different backgrounds, from the community, or from the church to study the Word of God. During this pandemic, we have been helping many needy families. Over 300 families. And I'm really thankful because of people like you who are praying for us, who are partners, who give generously to reach and do our ministry and to fulfill our vision. I pray as we continue to minister during this time with the power of the Holy Spirit, please continue to pray for us. Please continue to extend your partnership with us and please continue to send your generous gifts so we can continue to reach out and do what God 
has called us to do. May the Lord continue to bless you. Do not be troubled because God is with us.
Amen. The children were singing, God is the creator of all things, and he loves me. And I hope you enjoyed what we have presented to you. And I realize our time is passing by, but please, after the service, stop by the table in the foyer and take a prayer card and pray for us. And there's our address here and a map. And also there is uh, other material that if you would like to know more about RCO Ministries, and also if you'd like to sponsor a child, you can fill one of those papers back there. And I'm really thankful that you are able to do that and to have us. Thank you, Pastor uh, Dave, for having us. Do I have five minutes or more? more? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's open our Bible to John chapter 21. And as long as we're talking about Easter, the resurrection, uh, you know, uh, the resurrection is a sweet aroma pleasing the Lamb concerning the, sacrific the sacrificial Lamb that Jesus did for us. It is a sweet aroma that God sees what Jesus did on this day. It's been wonderful. I would like you to open with me John chapter 21. And I would like to speak about three areas. Now, this chapter was written to prove the bodily resurrection of Jesus. If you go to Matthew chapter 28, at the end there is a verse talks about when the Mary came and Jesus was rose from the dead. The God saw this. The stone been rolled. Jesus rose. So they went and told the priest and the high priest. Said, listen, this is what's taking place. So the high priest told the soldiers, listen. If anybody asks you what happened, say, the disciple of Jesus came and stole his body. And we're going to give you money. So this is the story you tell. And if the governor will know about it, we'll take care of him for you. So that's what they did. And until today, that's among the Jews, the story of Jesus. That he was not crucified for them. He did not rise and they are waiting for him, just like the Muslims and just like us we are waiting. But thank God that God has restored many of the Jewish people and the Jewish pastors are doing a great job to tell the story of the resurrected Jesus Christ. When we were with the Jewish pastor, Pastor uh, Jacob Kurtz, in his church on Passover, it was so wonderful to be with him and to see how they brought the Old Testament in every little detail of the Jewish people, the Hebrew people leaving Egypt into the promised land and how they brought it into the New Testament light and how Christ died for us. I was so impressed how he brought Old Testament with the New Testament and with believing that Jesus Christ was the lamp on behalf of the Jews and behalf of the whole world. It's been wonderful. Now, I would like to speak here about the power of Jesus appearing, the power of Jesus appearing from John chapter 21, from verse 1 to 14. But I just want to say in 
chapter 21, verse 1, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I am going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, we will go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Now, here is Jesus now, was resurrected, and told the Marys that, tell my disciples to meet me at the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus appeared to the disciples and others uh, 11 times. And now he's appearing in the Sea of Galilee to his disciples. And now the disciples trying all that time during the night to catch fish and they couldn't. Listen to this. When we go according to our instructions, we face failure. When we do what we want to do, we face failure. And the disciples, instead of going, as Jesus told them when he called them to the ministry and said, you're going to be fishermen of men, they went after the resurrection back to their old trade to fish fish. And always when we come out of the will of God, and always we do what we want to do and do our will, we fail. And here is the disciples failed. They tried. In Luke chapter 5, verse 5 says that we tried all night and we failed. And now listen, when we move and we start to do according to the instructions of Jesus, we succeed. Listen to the verse 4. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. When we are out of the will of God and we are failing God, we cannot even recognize Jesus. Here's the disciples after the resurrection. They spent with him three years. And here they said they did not realize that it was Jesus. And many times we as Christians, when we are doing what we want to do, we fail, we can't hear the voice of God from the voice of other voices. And it's time, in our time, we as church, Listen to God and recognize God when we walk in his will. And when we do that, we succeed. Listen to the verse 5. He called out to them, friends. Friends here, it has a word of compassion. My friends, my brothers. He's asking them, have you any fish? No, of course no. They answered. Verse 6, he said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Oh, I can see Peter said, we tried all night, Jesus. We tried, we couldn't. Whatever that voice is. When they did, they were unable to hold the net in because of the large number of fish. Imagine that. Tried all night and suddenly Jesus said, just throw to the right side, you will catch fish. Sure enough, they caught fish. Let me tell you something. Every time, regardless of what God tells us, we do, we will succeed. We will prosper. We will be the will of God. We will see our children come back to God because they see Jesus in us. They see success in us. 
They see we are doing what God is calling us to do. You know, 43 years ago when I went to the mission field and started itinerary starting in your church, I did not know where we are going to feed two of our children. And we went with little money. Our kitchen was have only a shelf. We have a stove that only one burner can work. And yet, we knew this is the will of God for us to be on the mission field and leave America. And at that time, thank God, I was very successful in my education, in the work I do. But yet, God said, now it's time to leave. And we went. And God helped us. You know, if I have time, I will write a book to tell you what God has been doing through those 43 years. We have touched so many hearts, so many people. One of them is on television. His audience are weekly about 40 million people. Little I knew when I stood here 43 years ago that God is going to use me. And I believe if I stayed in America, I would be a failure. My kids will not be with God. My son will not be serving. Let me tell you, when we move out of failure into success, God, God, God is going to use you and use me for his glory. And then we continue with these verses. In verse 7 says, Then the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now they recognize him. The moment we are in the word of God, we recognize that sweet voice says, come unto me. I love you. I care for you. I want to stand with you. I want to help you even in the midst of what we are going through the whole world. God is with us during this pandemic. Hallelujah. He will spare our life. He will lead our children to be in the will of God. He will lead us to be in the will of God. And he said, it's Jesus. It's the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed the boat, followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. So now we, they got the boat full of fish, and now they came to the shore, and there there is fire, and there is fish on it, and some bread. Now they are meeting Jesus. Verse 10, Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net shore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. We move from failure to success, to abundance, when we are in God's will, when we allow the resurrected Christ to be real to me. You know something? There is something we all know. Our kids will not listen to what we say. Our kids will listen to what we do and how we behave and how we are on Sunday and how we are on Monday and Tuesday. And that's what's happening. When we are moving from the failure into success into abundance. Our kids, the families, the people can see Christ in us, can see the word of God in us, can see the power of God in us, can see the light of Jesus in us because we are living it. We are not just talking about it. 
God, help the church in these days to move from failure to success into abundance. And here is Jesus preparing for them a meal. And he said, I want you to have a meal. Let me continue. 153, you know why? I, you know, many times they say the boat is full of fish. The net is full of fish. We got a lot of fish. But here, they, they had it, 153. I read somewhere they say, you know, you're supposed to pay taxes. And now, Jesus is with them. They have to count how much so they can pay taxes. So they counted it. And it seems to them, in the presence of God and Jesus, we are more honest. And I believe we need to be honest if Jesus is seeing us or not. He's seeing us all the time. But if he's with them or not, we need to be honest. <coughs> Everything we do, if you have to pay taxes, we have to pay taxes. If we have to do this, we have to do that. If we have to be, you know what? One thing we have to know as pastors, what we struggle with, get volunteers to help us in the churches. Get people to really believe in tithing. Get people to really struggle with the pastor who's struggling in many ways. I'm a pastor. 42 years I've been pastoring overseas, two churches. I have a team that helped me. Otherwise, I couldn't do all what you see. But God can help us. We, 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 we need to realize that Jesus sees us 24 hours. And here are the disciples. Count it. We've got to pay taxes. Why? Oh, Jesus is with us. Oh, he can see. We cannot cheat. I hear so many stories about cheating with taxes and cheating with this. We as Christians above that. We are Christians above laziness. You know what? If we all get excited about Jesus... I think there will be a revival in America and around the world. Jesus at this Easter Sunday is asking us and calling us to be exciting about him. Muslims are excited about their religion. Others are excited. Why not we Christians be excited about Jesus? He's alive. Why are you looking for the dead among for the living among the dead. He's alive. He's not dead. The rest of other religions and prophets, they are dead. But our Christ is alive. Let me continue and I will conclude, Pastor, here. Because you have a communion. It's 11.52, sorry. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples. Jesus wants to appear to us all. Why fire? Fire to burn every sin in us, every laziness in us, to burn everything in us. Fish, he had fish for them, so they can... Remember what they came for, not to fish regular fish, but to be fisher of men. And you know, these days, I remember when I was assisting in Brookdale, in Minnesota, Minneapolis area. Oh, we used to go knock on doors. I don't know if we still do these things anymore. We need to start knocking on doors and bring people in. It seems we got away from some of this. Give me that old time religion and it's good enough for me. And then bread, dairy fellowship with Jesus. I dare you to come and have dairy fellowship with Jesus. 
and you will see what God can do for you. You know, there is a, a daily reading in the Bible where you can read the Bible in a whole year. And it's been wonderful how to do that. May the Lord continue to bless you and thank you. We do have needs. Pray for our needs. And we thank you, Pastor, and we thank you for continuing to support us. May the Lord continue to bless you. We have school tuition, and we have projects to do and others, but I don't have the time to mention it. But always remember that God has people in every church to help missionaries that God lays upon their hearts to help. God bless you, and thank you. Let me just pray with you. Father, I thank you, and I bless your name. And thank you for the people here. May you help them and be with them right now and be with the pastor and the deacons and the people who work in this church and thank you for what they can do for us as rco ministries in jesus name amen